0: passed away serving their country overseas. Love and support for the families. Prayers if that's what you do. But please never ever forget those who signed their lives away and went to serve abroad and have passed on. I have a few friends that have passed away overseas. One time for the ones that we lost and have a very thoughtful Memorial Day. Have a very reminiscent Memorial Day. Remember to, to keep the spirits for those who passed at war alive and make sure that their family always has those memories. If you were a friend of somebody and you can get in touch with their family, please, by all means, do so. Uh, we lose people way too often to conflicts abroad and just take time to, to think about people who have gone on to make the ultimate sacrifice for their country. One um, time for all those guys and gals who have passed away. And I I will say this, there's a reason I didn't say Happy Memorial Day, and that's because, obviously, it is not an occasion that you want to celebrate. We all know some of the, um, the drawbacks, and we all know some of the consequences of war. And it's a known known that when you sign up to be a part of that military lifestyle, you have put yourself in a position where your life expectancy has been shortened. You were putting yourself at a greater risk. So for all those who signed on and went on to um, pass away and war, a salute, for the companies and the industries that go out their way to make money off this, shame on you. Shame on you for the sales. If anything, making an exclusive sale for members for members of the families, if people who've gone over there and lost their lives, if there's even a way you can do that. But shame on you guys for for monetizing this holiday. It's a day of remembrance, and it should not include your sale. This is like Veterans Day. It's not the 4th of July, this is Memorial Day. This is when you remember the fallen and the lost. Not when you lie and say that you have lowered your prices when in reality you probably kept them the same and bumped them up a little bit. But I'm off my soapbox, man. I love America. I really do. I'm. I don't want to sound like a one of these these people that are in the country and they don't like it because I don't like when people are like that in my city. And you know, I think, I think when somebody's pro-black, that it can be misconstrued that because we recognize flaws within the country, that we're not grateful somehow for being able to live in the country where you can do shit. And that, I think that's completely the opposite. The the freedom that you have in this country that we live in to. To do things like voice your opinion when you think something fucked up is great because there's other places where you don't have that leverage. And I think that the black Americans here, I think we know that. I think it's not something that we dismiss when we're talking about issues. It's like, no, we recognize it's a free country and we're exercising that by showing you like, hey, we don't think this is right. We don't. We really don't think it's right. Now. I've said in the past, like, it would be great if people, if people decided to get on one accord and move back to Africa and improve Africa. That would be great. But in the meantime, we're still here, and I, and I like it here. I ain't lived in Africa or visited Africa yet. That doesn't mean I won't. But I'm saying for the time that I'm here or for the time that I spent here, I'm going to forever be grateful. This is my home as of, as of right now. The USA is my home. And I, I just wanted to say it because I feel like things get lost when people are airing out their issues. They think you automatically hate something. Like you talk about certain sports teams, people think you automatically hate them because they're small-minded thinkers. And they can't really combat what you're saying. So they're trying to attack you and say, oh, you hate this. You hate No, it's not that. It's just I, lo- I can love something and have issues with it. We love family members. We got plenty of older brothers and sisters and Younger brothers and sisters pissed us off or like did some shit we didn't like, but we still love them. Bum-ass cousins, aunties, uncles and shit, even some parents. But we still love them. Your spouse ain't perfect, but you love them. And me, I have my issues with things that go on in the country, but I love fucking being there. I love being able to, to bounce around from Florida to California and see the country. I think it's great. With The fact that I can start an LLC here if I want to. With a few hundred dollars and, and a dream, I can start my own business. And shit, maybe even less than that. I've already started the podcast. There is some free enterprise here. Now, there's there's issues and all that, but ain't no place like home, baby. You got to love it. And I guess Memorial Day got me in the spirit, but I just kind of had to get off my chest. And as I was, you know, riding around thinking about doing this podcast, I got to thinking about something as I'm talking about America, the beautiful and all that, is I I love being able to say, you know, hey, we got we got black pride over here and black people yay and all that I'm all about that and I was thinking about um something I saw with white pride and I was like I had to ask myself a serious question like do I really think that white pride should be something that doesn't bother black people and it's hard for me to answer that question to myself and I thought about it and you know the the person that wants equal equal shit for everybody was like hell yeah why not why should you not be proud to be white then i asked myself another question is like well, well why should you and it wasn't because of what you may think when you hear that because everybody has issues right but why me as a black person why i really don't understand somebody saying about well what about white pride when you talk about black history month and whatever minority month of the year it is, whether it's Pacific Heritage or Latino or whoever, whatever, whosever month or heritage week, day, whatever time frame it is, you always see that come up. What about white people? And you think, well, you know, 4th of July, white history is European, American history is permeated all throughout the, the history books. And that's exactly the point I want to get back to, Europeans. Somebody saying, well, what about white pride? To me, baffles me. And I could be ignorant to this, I could be completely wrong, but no white person I have ever known has not had at least a sense of their lineage. They either know they're German, Irish, English, French, um, something I'm leaving out, I don't know if I left out Russian, Polish, Scandinavian. They usually know where they're from or have some sense of their lineage. Sometimes it's paperwork, sometimes it's word of mouth, but they have something. They know, hey, I'm fucking Italian. Like, oh, I I don't know. And, you know, the last names tend to help with that a lot. Us as black Americans, we don't have that. And I think that's why we hold on to the word black so much because for 30-something years of my life, I had nothing to hold on to. Now, if you ask me, I can say, well, I'm a majority West African, mostly Cameroon and uh, Benin, Togo. I couldn't have told you that before. So for me, black is is what I knew. It's what I grew to love. But now I know a little more about myself. So for me, it doesn't make sense. If I'm learning that in my 30s, my assumption is that the way the world has worked for me, or at least the US has worked for me, that most white people find out growing up where their lineage is. They know they're Italian, Irish, German, whatever. So I I was just thinking about that, and it's like, well, why not, why wouldn't you want to celebrate your actual, actual lineage? Just something that popped in my brain since I was on this um, American kick. And since I'm talking about America, let me just ease right on to the political sphere a little bit and talk about a couple of people who looked crazy over the week. Um, Ben Carson. Ben the embarrassment Carson. Now, here we have a black man, a neurosurgeon, one of the top neurosurgeons in the, in the country, and who knows maybe the world. I would venture to say this man's intellect is beyond where mine would ever reach, ever, if I never met the man. I would like to believe that a man of this, of this stature, his accomplishments, and everything he's done would have more common sense than to go to Capitol Hill and get his ass tore up like that by rookie or freshman senators. You are the head of HUD, Housing and Urban Development, but you don't know what the fuck you're in charge of. That's how it came off to me. And to me, it comes off as smug when you send out a picture of you with Oreos because you can't understand what the lady's saying or you're not comprehending what she's telling you. You don't know the difference between what you're supposed to be doing in cookies. You don't know that it's not Amway. That's embarrassing. As a black person, that's embarrassing that as a person who's saying, hey, I'm in the middle, like I don't want to be considered either or, I just kind of want to see how things play out and then vote for where I vote for. To see a black person who ran as a conservative who talked shit about the very person that is now the president, then ended up being his bootlicking, whatever you want to call it, now have a position in DC Get on TV and look like a fucking fool. That's embarrassing. Because it, at the top of black society, he's there. He's in the realm. And for him to be in that position and then not know what's going on, you have aides, you have a staff that can brief you on this before you come in there. Now, I don't know what the hell you were doing before you went in there. But as a black person looking at you, wanting to be like, hey, you know what? The same way my daughter looked at, I can show her Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. The same way she she could look at Beyonce if she wants to be a singer. The same way she could look at Neil deGrasse Tyson if she wants to be a physicist. The same way she should be able to look at Dr. Cornel West and Michael Eric Dyson if she wants to be a professor or just an intellectual. You know what I mean? The same way she could look at those people in the political entertainment academic, philosophical, the same way I would want her to look at those people. It's the same way I should want her to look at Ben Carson, but that, that's not the case. It's not the case. And as much as it, it, it would be more fun for me to sit here and make fun of him and his fucked up haircut, I know what he should be capable of. Why are you not the Surgeon General? The woman who was questioning brought up a great question. She was like, she felt like he'd be more suited for that role because she did not feel like he was fit for the job he had. Now, I'm only asking you a question. If the person in charge has hired billionaires, doctors, lawyers, and other people who have status in society, who have attained certain a certain educational level, who have attained a certain degree of success. If the person that has put these people in position and they're all failing, look at the Secretary of Education. Look at the advisors in fucking prison. What would you say about the individual that gave these people their jobs? You took the top top neurosurgeon in the country and put him in charge of HUD. Probably because he's black and then look what happened. You insulted that man by giving him that damn job. But there we go. And then we have um in in a weird twist, someone from Hollywood backing the current the current uh CIC and I, I just why am I surprised, Mr. Voight? Why am I surprised that somebody from that demographic is associating himself with that? Why am I surprised? I'm glad they killed you in fucking Anaconda. <laughs> and any other, any other movie you goddamn died in. Because you look like an idiot too. And then I go to take some time off, maybe kill some brain cells, and I go on, um, I go on the book of faces, and I see D.C. Young Fly sitting down with... Somebody who I thought I had—I had his name wrong. It was Jesse Lee Peterson. I don't know who this man is or where he came from. That man be looking at another black man like that, and you could be a conservative and everything. That's fine. Whatever. Have your political views. Do your thing, brother. More power to you. But for a black person to say what he said about Muslims. Was 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 very disheartening, very, very uh, concerning, and very disappointed because ignorant people, ignorant white people, will look and be like, "Yeah, see, because this guy's a TV show, and he said it, other black people should be in line with that." The ones that don't know us will say shit like that, and he's sitting here trying to pull. These questions out of DC Young Fly. Look, look. If you want to interview somebody to speak on what's going on, that that ain't the guy. But He's for what DC Young Fly does, comedy-wise. I have no issue with it. that. Young man is funny. He he really is. And I, I want him to progress in his career and keep doing great things and make as much money as he can, by all means. But if you want to ask somebody questions, that's not the guy for that. And that's not something you not to, for you to record and put out. Now when you're trying to get hits, yeah, but when you when you're trying to get hits to your website, when you're trying to get your name out there, I get it. I understand. But if you're really trying to get to the root of something, man, you gotta go go talk to somebody else. Go find Nas if he'll talk to you. Go find you somebody like Nipsey. Matter of fact, go find YG. Go get YG to talk to you and see what he tells you. I don't think D.C. Young Fly is in that point where his mind has clicked over yet and he's and he's going to put himself in a position where he's able to really say what he wants to say. Now, he was trying to get there, and he was getting there his own way, and if that's the man, way that man wants to conduct himself, cool. He's making money. He's, he's feeding his family. Cool. I'm not looking for him to come and and give me what most people would, would, call, would, would call an intellectual conversation. He went up there, he remained, he stayed true to himself, he said what he wanted to say, and he didn't really want to dig into it, he just said what he had to say. And I believe he was right about the whole, about the division and everything like that. Because I really don't feel like the youth as a whole, the majority, want to be divided. Now I could be wrong because I'm a person who's lived in bigger cities and people in bigger cities usually intermingle. That's been a part of my whole upbringing, my whole lifestyle. Being around everybody, I love it. I, I really do. I love being able to say I, I grew up kicking it with everybody and being around other people who, who, who rock like that. So from what I've seen, the majority of people, especially young people, I feel like you want to kick it with each other. We're curious about each other and we want to hang out. Cool. I also don't live in these other rural areas, these other pockets. So I don't really know how people from there feel. But me, my experience with white people is, hey man, fuck it, we're cool, you're cool, Let's drink a beer, let's listen to some music, let's watch this movie, let's fucking hang. My experience, 90% of the time has been positive. 90, but I won't sit here and tell you that America don't have some issues because I know that other 10% had a real deal effect on me. It ain't nothing like being called a nigga from a moving car more than once. And I can remember almost just about every time it happened. I know at least three. I can't remember one time, how many times it happened. And to be honest with you, it was probably somebody I went to school with fucking with me. Because I was in the same the same general area in Arlington in and Jacksonville, Jacksonville, Florida. I was in the same area for the most part. We were in the same few major streets. It was in the same area. So more than likely, somebody I came in contact with before. We all go to school together. We all work together. We see each other in passing. We live around each other. It was probably more than likely somebody I came across at some point. And for a fact, I knew who it was one time it happened. For a fact, because I just got finished playing basketball with him the other day. To show you how people act. But to his point, it's like the youth, we growing up together. You can look at the music. Just, just watch pop culture. We tell we growing up together. Just there's certain pockets. You know, I would love to see if you're gonna rock your your Make American Great Again hat as a young a young white kid, whatever. I would love to see, to see you have a conversation with a young black person. I would love to see and that, for that to be an understanding. This is why I say this. Well, this is why I don't like this. From both sides, that would be great to me. Because my generation, we still had a little bit of race issues. I grew up in the 80s, 90s. There was still some real little race issues going on, especially in the South. But the way these kids are coming up, this all in together. So if this 20, 45 years, right, when they're talking about white people are going to be the minority, which I don't believe it's going to be like that. But who knows? It's only 2019. That could be wrong. Could be wrong. We're going to see. We'll see how it ends up. Well, I might not make it, but y'all will see how it ends up. Um, it seemed like a long, long time from now. But anyway, I, I just wanted to kind of address that and just if you get a chance to look at it and you got a few brain cells of skill, I will say this. D.C. Young Fly didn't let homeboy uh, J- Jesse Lee Peterson get him off his square. He stayed with what he wanted to do. And uh, he stayed not with what he wanted to do. He stayed to true to himself, and he spoke in the fashion he wanted to. And he answered the questions the way he wanted to. He didn't let Homeboy get him off his square and get him to say something crazy that he would have regretted later on. So I respect, for him, respect him for that. But that's not the person you go to have a conversation with when you're really trying to see what's going on with the people. Nah, go get somebody else. Go talk to Corner West. Go talk to somebody else in your age bracket that's close to us. Go find Charlemagne. I don't give f- Go talk to Joe Bud if I doubt he'll talk to you. But go talk to somebody who's connected to the youth, who's having active conversations with young people. Go find fucking Vince Stables. Good luck with that one. But if you really want to do it, that's where you got to go. The comedians and shit, nah. Sorry, fam. Fucking John Boyd. Anyway, um, on, to, on to the news. A crazy woman drove a RV through L.A. <laughs> And was just tearing shit up. I don't know what this lady's problem was. But that's why I always say, check on your people. Check on your people. And you, you know it's bad when, when the dog is trying to jump out the, the, where the windshield should be. <laughs> speeding through traffic. And the dog is like, fuck this, I got to bail. That's how bad it was. I don't know if you saw the video. It was terrible, though. She was out there just tearing, tearing shit up. Hit innocent people. And then this jackass ended up running into a tree. I don't know what this lady's problem was, but that's why I say check on your people, fam. You never know. You never know when somebody's at the breaking point. And I don't know what it was that caused her to do that. I have no clue. But I just wonder, every time I see something like this, I wonder what the last straw was. Where were you going when you decided, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to tear these damn streets of L.A. up. Like, how far did you drive in the RV? Were you moving? What was going on? And why why take the dogs with you if you're going to go do something crazy like that? That's why I believe she snapped when she was on the road. Maybe she got evicted or maybe she lived in an RV and she was going somewhere and she snapped while she was driving. And she just, it was just so far gone, she felt she just had to keep going. Because I can't see anybody planning that. Like, why bring the, let, get the dogs to somebody else if you give a shit about them? Don't drive through the streets and risk their lives because you want some maniac shit. But I, I hope they, I hope they really light your ass up in jail. I hope they give you all types of years, all types. In other disturbing news, a man who raped a 12 year old girl is going to be awarded partial custody of the child. This happened a while ago, but uh, the man's name is uh, Christopher Mirasolo, and he will be getting custody, uh, partial custody of the 8-year-old boy. This is the world we live in. But Tiger Woods is getting fucking presidential medals for winning a golf, a goddamn golf tournament. (laughs) I I can't call it, bro. That's just, that's just how we're living, and um, craziness. Other news, Meek Mill was denied access to a hotel in Las Vegas, and he we he went to Twitter and said, this happens a lot. This isn't the first time. He was trying to get to the Cosmopolitan, and they basically told him that they didn't want to do business with him. Now, he's in the car pissed off, like, so even if I go upstairs, y'all gonna say I'm trespassing. And apparently the vice president of the Cosmopolitan Hotel, they would not want him in there. And I don't think it's because Meek Mill is Meek Mill. Or maybe it is. I think that it was, they didn't want him to attract a certain clientele to their hotel. According to Meek Mill, this happens a lot. I've never been to Vegas, I don't know. But that's fucking sad. It's fucking sad. You get out of prison for some bullshit, even though I, I still stand by what he's saying. What I said, if he wouldn't have done this shit, he wouldn't have went to jail. I still stand by that. But anywho, you overcome all that. You're putting out great music, doing, doing good things. You're trying to go have a good time at a hotel, and they tell you no. Knowing you got the funds just because of what you're going to attract. A great man once said, the marathon continues. There's the proof right there. Marathon fucking continues. We got a long way to go. A long, long way to go to get right. Because we, like, we too far left. Another news, another music. I'll say more music related stuff. I don't know if you guys are big fans of him at all. I don't know what his following was like. But I have become a Denzel Curry fan since the last year. He, his album, um, Taboo. I enjoyed it. Thought it was pretty good. It's my first time really checking him out. He had a few songs on that I really like, and I've been kind of just checking for him. And I saw him on Title. He had a song called Ricky, which is hype. He had a song called Speedboat, which is hype. So I'm, it's got me thinking he's coming out with something, and I'm thinking it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good. Cause right now there's three projects out. I gotta say I'm listening to um, one. Right now is uh, the Bun B project, Him and Static Selector, the Crash, fi- the, the Crash, uh, Schoolboy Q. I can't believe I forgot his name. Schoolboy Q's album pretty good. I listened to it again yesterday. I gotta get back into this currency, Cur- this dr- currency and static selector-, static selector. Shit, just dropped a project, so I know that's gonna be good. I listened to a few songs, that haven't finished it yet. And Emotion Oranges is a great, great album if you w- want some RB in your life. A smooth LA type R&B vibe and all that shit, but it's really good. Motion oranges, real good project. And Denzel Curry is letting these sing- these Lucys go, as they call them, these singles go. I think it's starting to starting to gear up for the for the summer. And Khaled's album came out. It was cool. Like I didn't have any. Um, I don't know the Meek Mill app. The Meek Mill song was cool, and it was. Um, Another song or two on there, the Nipsey song is good, him and uh, John Legend. I have not brought myself to watch the video yet, but the song is good. And the song with Jeezy and Ross on pretty good. Then he had a couple old songs on there. I'm I'm a big Khaled fan as far as what he does, as far as telling people you smart and being a positive person and putting that good energy out there. I'm a big Khaled fan. In that standpoint, music-wise, not so much my thing. But it's out there if you want it. I think it's Father of a Side, I think is the name of it. Could be wrong, but I think it's the name of his album. Yeah, be on the lookout for that, though. Now, almost forgot, it's episode 81. Rest in peace to my homeboy Willie Davis, a.k.a. Willie Beeman. He wore that number in high school, passed away a while ago. Still thinking about him on a regular basis, one time for Willie Beeman, one time for Kobe Bean Bryant for dropping 81 on the Raptors. Speaking of the Raptors, them boys basically swept the Milwaukee Bucks, in a sense. And what I mean by that is last night, Toronto beat Milwaukee, closed the series out, but they won four games in a row. They came from down 0-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals. The first game they had they won, they had to win it in double fucking overtime. Then they won again in Toronto. No, they won again, excuse me, in Milwaukee because they lost the first two in Milwaukee, 1-1 in Toronto, won again in Milwaukee. So they stole the game and they went back to Toronto and they closed out the series. Kawhi, this man had 17 rebounds last night. 17 on a team with, with Brooke Lopez. This man had 17 rebounds, he's seven foot. And I forgot the other big's name on that team, but this man had seven rebounds from the three, 17 rebounds from the three, from the small forward position. Hey, when you want it, you want it. And I saw it, I saw it uh, on Facebook somewhere else or somewhere, Giannis gotta get a jumper, that's true. Cause I was watching the play, I'm like, this is really like smash mouth football. It's like play action. You run up the middle, and sometimes you decide to just keep running up the middle, or sometimes you you pass it out. And that's what Giannis was doing. And to be honest, Toronto did that a lot too. Kawhi would penetrate and kick the ball out. That was a lot of what the offense is, caveman offense. The difference is Kawhi also was able to step back and shoot from three. Now, he did have a late game miss, free throw or two, and uh, he missed a couple shots uh, later in the game. But he ended up making – key getting key rebounds and making key defensive plays down the stretch. And that's what got him the victory. Now Fred Van Lee was out there balling. Kyle Lowry was out there balling. Marcus Saul hit a three from the from the corner. Like all these factors came into play and I, I don't know what happened. I, well I know what happened to Chris Middleton. Kawhi jumped on his ass. See I can bothered him a little bit. Kawhi was on Giannis a little bit. I saw Kawhi switched between three different players on defense on one play. Unfortunately, they ended up scoring still, but the effort to be the the leader of a team and, and to give that much effort, it shows. It shows. Superstars who can score showing commitment to defense resonates throughout a team. That's my belief. I feel like it makes other players wanna play defense better, harder. If you look at the effect of KD in Golden State and he's embracing that. Yeah, now because of I have better players around me, now I can focus on defense. That's what a superstar should do. And right now I said, hey, KD best player in the world. Sorry, if, if you were thinking about Giannis, Last night, can't shoot the ball. Sorry. He can't shoot at the, with the consistency of the other players. Nah. James Harden don't play the best defense. One and two right now might be KD and Kawhi. And I give you Braun at number three. Because Bron can play defense. He just hasn't been playing defense. LeBron playing defense, best in the world. LeBron not playing defense, sorry, cuz. And it's worse for him because he has a whole roster full of young guys to to influence. But, yeah, Kawhi was amazing. I'm looking forward to the finals. I don't know what it's going to – I feel like I know what the outcome is going to be. With the Warriors, I just don't know how competitive it's going to be with the Warriors being home-rested off a sweep, and they're going to come back and maybe be able to sprinkle in Boogie and uh, KD in the finals. Because, I mean, to be honest, like, them, at this point, I don't know what gives them the better chance to win, those two guys being there and those two guys not being there, If if we're talking about Toronto, like, would it disrupt what Golden State has going on now if uh, DeMarcus Cousins and KD come back? Possibly. It may. But <laughs> then again, that's KD and DeMarcus Cousins. On paper, that's, that, that's a sweep on paper. Unfortunately for Toronto, that's a sweep, especially with them coming off a hard-fought six-game series and the Warriors being arrested. That's a sweep on paper. Now, we all know once you get on the court, shit gets different because you still got to go to Toronto. On the Warriors' side, however, is them being arrested at home and that commute. Yeah, that commute for Toronto going back because they have to go to Golden State. That's going to make their day long, and then they're going to have to fly back to Toronto which is going to then shorten up their day. Now, I, I realize Golden State is a flyback as well, but they've been at home for like a week, chilling, getting right, getting treatment, getting their shit together, watching tape, noticing that the, the way that offense works is that Kawhi drives and they put they send people out on the wings to kick it to them. That's a lot of the NBA. But the shooters for Toronto have been inconsistent. To be real, Golden State can afford to give Kawhi 27 a game because they got at least three players that can give you 20. And that's if Iggy don't give you 10, if Livingston don't give you 10, if DeMarcus DeMarcus Cousins ain't back, give you a double-double. They got about three players on that team that can give you 20 and one that can give you a triple-double damn every night. So we'll see. But it will be really interesting to see how it works out, especially if KD and uh, Boogie Cousins come back. My thinking is that they'll sit out the first two the first two home games and they'll come back on the road. That's what I think is going to happen. If they're smart, I know, I believe they're going to sit out the first game. At least KD's going to sit out the first game. Then I think where, where appropriate, they'll sprinkle him back in. But I'm... I'm highly confident that the first two games he probably won't be there at home and they'll bring him back to, to help close out the series because I think they're going to go up 2-0, possibly 3-0, and then it's a wrap. They may lose one in Toronto, but they will not lose in Golden State. And that will tell that's going to be the end of that series. I'm picking Golden State just because I watch basketball. And those a lot of lights. They say Siakam shrank during the Eastern Conference Finals. Hmm. Hmm. But what's we'll the if if, if Mark Gasol goes inside, it, if he can work inside, they may have a shot. If he can work inside with Kawhi and maybe step out a little bit to give him some room in the lane, they may have a shot. But the way he played, if I'm Golden State, I'm going to dare that motherfucker to beat us. I'm going to dare you to be the one to beat us. Because I'm probably going for yeah, I probably let Steph guard Lowry, or or maybe switch it up and put put him on Kawhi, put Kawhi not Kawhi not him on Kawhi, or maybe put Clay on Lowry, so that Kawhi has to do it by himself. I don't expect Siakam to carry these guys to victory, not against the Warriors, no way. It will be interesting. And now that I've talked basketball to death, I'm going to go ahead and shut it down. Remember what I said, Memorial Day is a day of remembrance. Think about those who've gone, think about their families. Be grateful if you don't have a loved one that went over and passed away. Just give it, give it 30 seconds of thought. Just think about the sacrifice that was made. Y'all be easy out there. Remember, don't forget to change the world. Start with yourself one day at a time, man. Maybe you pick up that piece of trash. Maybe you hold the door before somebody you don't know. Small stuff. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And you're doing your part to change the world and make it a better place. Y'all be easy out there. Peace.